Hello, and welcome to The Current, a quarterly podcast brought to you by EWIC, the Emirates Water and Electricity Company. EWIC is leading the integrated coordination of planning, purchasing and supply of power and water across the Emirate of Abu Dhabi and beyond. Dedicated to increasing the proportion of clean energy in the UAE's energy mix and reducing the carbon footprint of water and electricity production. Through this podcast, we engage in conversations with a diverse group of experts from EWIC. We explore the company's approach to innovation, provide market insights, and discuss the broader initiatives being undertaken to help build a greener and more sustainable future. I am Abdurrahman Umar Bafaraj, Senior Project Manager at EWIC, and today, we are going to be talking about how EWIC is accelerating the UAE's energy transition and decarbonization of the energy sector, especially as the UAE gears up to host COP28 to address pressing climate challenges. Joining me for today's discussion are my colleagues at EWIC, Rene Mathias, Chief Financial Officer and Executive Director of Corporate Operations. My pleasure to be here. And Andy Biffin, Asset Development Executive Director. Hi, Abdurrahman. Welcome to both of you and thank you for joining me. Perhaps you could tell our listeners about your roles at EWIC. Rene, if we can start with you. Thank you, we sure can. Uh, I'm heading up four key functions at, at EWIC. It's finance, risk and resilience, which includes cybersecurity, risk management, and business continuity management, as well as enterprise technology, which again breaks down into information technology and operational technology, as well as procurement and general services. So I head up the asset development group. In essence, we take guidance from strategy and planning as to what new capacity is needed and when they need it for. We then structure these into projects. We secure sites, connections, approvals. And then finally, we release an RFP to the market. We evaluate proposals and we take those projects to financial close. I'm glad to have you both here today. So COP28 has announced that its programs will incorporate four cross-cutting themes, technology and innovation, inclusion, frontline communities, and finance. EWIC has already adopted transformative cutting-edge technologies and innovation-driven strategies to significantly decarbonize the energy sector. Andy, can you give us an overview of the technologies EWIC is bringing to the UAE to accelerate the energy transition and decarbonization objectives of the UAE? Certainly, Abdurrahman. Well, firstly, you mentioned COP28. What an amazing opportunity to showcase what EWEC is currently doing and what its future plans are. From the onset, our mission at EWEC has been to utilize innovation technologies every step of the way to achieve our vision for decarbonizing the electricity and water sector. What's equally important is not just the innovation that we do once, but also continued innovation to raise the bar. Take our solar power projects, for instance. We started with a 100 megawatt Shams concentrated solar project, which we launched in 2013. And at the time, this was the largest renewable energy project in the Middle East. It displaced around 175,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide a year, and it powered about 20,000 households. But we needed to scale up, and we needed to realise even greater benefits. So next came the Noor Abu Dhabi award-winning solar PV project, which featured 3.2 million microcrystalline solar panels 
for higher efficiency and longer life cycle. Today, the Aldafra PV project takes this approach to the next level with approximately 4 million crystalline bifacial PV panels, which means it can capture more electricity through both sides of the panel. The plant is expected to reduce Abu Dhabi's carbon dioxide emissions by 2.4 million tonnes per year. This shows how far we have travelled in less than a decade and we're only just getting started. By 2030, we're targeting more than a six-fold increase in our solar generation capacity once new plants, including Aldafra, Ashban and Hasna, are operational. Thank you, Andy, for that interesting overview of our solar technology and the innovation happening in renewables. Building these world-leading plants requires long-term financing and collaboration with international partners. Rene, perhaps you could explain how EWIC secures the funding and financing of its renewable energy projects. Yes, I'm very happy to share our approach and success towards this highly exciting topic. In our journey to secure project financing for EWIC, we have uh, forged, and I really need to point out that this has been crucial, we have forged valuable partnerships with banks and other partners. So most recently, for example, for our MURFA 2 desalination project, um, 2.3 billion dirhams were raised, of which 78% were actually financed through debt from local and international banks. It is important to understand, though, that at the same time, we also recognize the value of tapping into diverse sources to raise funds. So take, for instance, our first green bond issuance for Nur Abu Dhabi, which raised a sum exceeding 700 million US dollars. The funds were allocated to the refinancing of Swayhan PV Power Company, the entity which was set up to manage Nur Abu Dhabi, the first large-scale industrial solar station in the UAE. It is truly noteworthy that the demand for these bonds far surpassed our expectations, with regional and international investors collectively placing orders totaling a staggering amount of one point, almost 1.3 billion US dollars. This achievement underscores the significance of both financial and technological advancement in our mission for EWEC. Accessing investor markets through, for example, green bonds is not just a financial strategy, it is much more. It is a crucial step towards realizing our country's sustainability and socioeconomic objectives. And it is definitely testament to our commitment to shaping a greener, much more sustainable future for the next generations through, for example, also innovative financing solutions. Thank you, Rene. It is great to hear that financing models are also advancing alongside renewable technologies. On the water production front, the reverse osmosis technology, RO, is often spoken about as the unseen hero of decarbonization. How and why is that the case, Andy? Well, first of all, you know, recent developments in RO has, has meant a really exciting development of the technology and how it can replace thermal desalination. Compared with thermal desalination, RO now boasts nearly 96% improvement in energy efficiency, 
with lower operating costs and a smaller carbon footprint aligned perfectly with our sustainability goals. We're seeing this in action at Tawila RO and will rapidly expand our low carbon intense water desalination production facilities through MRFA 2, Shwayat 4 and two other standalone RO projects known as Abu Dhabi Island RO. By 2030, 90% of water production will come from RO plants, reducing our water production emissions intensity from 11.5 kilograms per cubic meter in 2019 to an estimated 1.4 kilograms per cubic meter by the end of this decade, which is truly incredible. It is incredible how much water desalination can have an impact on reducing carbon emissions. When, when the privatization program started in 1998, the whole idea was to have a thermal capacity and the byproduct will be water. So we always use MSF, MAD. Starting from, I think, Fujera F1 and F2, we started implementing ROs. MEPCO was the first in Abu Dhabi and then the first of its kind, Tawila RO, the largest in the world. We implemented the first IWP in Abu Dhabi to, to implement the RO technology. But talking about the financing side of the project, my question is for you, Rene. How does financing water project differ from renewable energy? So technically, they are actually quite similar, but you know, capital markets are similar to shy deer. So if the deer is feeling uncomfortable, doesn't understand the environment, it is much more unlikely that it will go all in. So what does this mean for us? This means for us that we need to educate the capital markets on this reverse osmosis desalination technology, which is not as well known as solar uh, PV generation, for example, on the benefits of this amazing technology. When you look at these water projects, um, from an investment point of view, they are actually as good as they get. And, and why is that? So as Andy already pointed out, they are not only you know, good for the environment, having a significant impact on sustainability, but they are also commercially much, much more attractive. And when I say much, much more attractive, you know, cost-wise, like five times less than the um, traditional desalination technologies. So uh, obviously, with them being the best of, of both worlds, um, there is a huge interest, especially from large investment funds, being pension funds or also uh, you know, large insurance funds, to really take these investments um, onto, their, onto their balance sheet. And in addition to that, I think it's important to note and understand that the water sector, of course, in any country, has a massive impact on enabling other sectors to grow. And especially in this region, I mean, we're all living in a desert, right? So water is a, is a key component to, to enable, actually, not only a certain standard of living, but, but to, to, to grow the economy here in this, in this region. And when we look at the UAE, for example, definitely a successful, efficient, low-cost water sector will attract significant foreign direct investments into the UAE, helping the UAE also to diversify its economy. And during recent years, we have seen an exponential rise in green finance as investor and corporate sustainability 
as part of their own investment objectives, in addition to the benefits I've just mentioned. And, you know, putting direct funds into green infrastructure projects more and more. So um, I think it is it is important to to note that while a lot of time um, the discussions are more focused on the electricity side of a sector, the water side, I think, plays an even more uh, pivotal role. And let me just maybe just share one more thought on this. Um, now, combining these two new green technologies, so uh, electricity generation from solar PV stations and uh, fresh water generation from reverse osmosis desalination plants, um, when you combine them, it becomes even more attractive and you can produce something which is called green water. So how is this actually done? So reverse osmosis does not boil the water uh, to produce the fresh water, hence not burning any gas, hence not emitting any CO2. But instead of, it uses high-pressure pumps which push the salty water through membranes. Now, when you use green electricity from, for example, um, you know, solar PV stations to operate these high-pressure pumps, the whole chain of the water desalination um, has been transformed into a CO2-free production. Now, on the one end, this is, of course, interesting for a country like the UAE with a growing economy, but also when you think about other countries which might struggle to even supply fresh water to their people today, um, you know, the, um, the, the potential of this technology, um, from my point of view, the sky is the limit. Very insightful. Thank you, Rene. The COP28 presidency is calling on governments to take tangible steps toward accelerating energy transition and carbon emissions reductions by 2030. With EWIC being at the forefront of driving the country's energy transition, Andy, what are the strategic plans to support the UAE in achieving its net zero 2050 targets? Well, without doubt, everything we do at EWIC is helping drive us towards meeting those targets, as you mentioned, for the UAE for net zero by 2050. And also another target which we have, which is with the Department of Energy, which is the Abu Dhabi Clean Energy Target by 2035. So, as we mentioned before, with solar PV, you know, we've got a massive uh, development program for solar PV, which will show something like 600% increase in capacity of solar PV from what we have today to about 7.3 gigawatts by 2030. And then on the RO side, we will see further RO technologies come online, new projects online, which will increase our capacity from, from what it is today to 90% of the total demand by 2030, which is a massive turnaround from thermal desalination, which is, which is basically what we rely on today. Great. Addressing climate change and decarbonization is a shared responsibility that requires the support and collaboration of all entities from different sectors and industries across the UAE. With local entities here in Abu Dhabi, such as ADNOC, EAD, the municipalities, whether Abu Dhabi or Alain, we are all working together to achieve these goals set by the government toward the UAE net zero and the, the clean energy targets. The question is how is EWIC working with the international partners and entities to support the realization of the country's sustainable objectives? This is a key point, and EWEC can't do this alone. 
EWEC has a strategic approach, but it relies on cooperation from stakeholders um, within the UAE and also international stakeholders. So on a project front, we work with both local and international partners, suppliers, financiers, um, and technology providers for low energy and renewable energy solutions. But we continuously look for new ways to innovate these projects and develop with, with new technologies, new partners, um, in, in order to keep this journey moving forward. One topic to add here, which I think is, especially for the region, quite, quite leading, is that um, a few years ago, um, the Department of Energy decided to install a clean energy certificate scheme. So what is this and how does this work? In, in, in simple terms, um, all the electricity which is generated either from solar, so that's green, or from our nuclear fleet, which is clean um, energy, um, is basically represented by so-called digital certificates. And, and one of these digital certificates represents one megawatt hour of electricity. Now, once a quarter, we hold auctions to enable the local um, customers, our local customers, to actually bid for these clean energy certificates and then ensuring this way that whatever they consume in their own operations actually comes either from a green source, hence solar, or from a clean source, hence, um, hence nuclear. Now, this is a very successful or has proven to be a very successful scheme so far. Most recently, we signed actually the single largest purchase of uh, clean energy certificates with Zero2, which is an Abu Dhabi-based digital asset infrastructure development company, which actually bought in that single auction 7.3 million megawatt hours of clean energy. This is just one example, and I'm really proud to say that um, so far, all major sectors uh, in Abu Dhabi and in the UAE, so we are talking about cons the construction sector, obviously the energy sector itself, but also you know topics like tourism or events have had a huge or have shown a huge interest in actually uh, engaging in these uh, auctions and have bought uh, these clean energy certificates uh, of EWEC. My last question would be with, with COP28, what are you looking forward to the most as the world arrives to the UAE? It's a great opportunity to showcase what we've achieved to date, what we're currently developing and what we're planning to develop as, as time goes on. So first of all, we've, we've already successfully integrated three of the four units at Baraka power station, which, which is significant. This is massive baseload power generation that we didn't have before. Uh, and it, it takes a lot of consideration from the system operator. Um, we've started this journey of decoupling power and thermal water desalination. And we've started this journey of large utility scale, I would say best and biggest in the world, utility scale solar PV projects. So I think we've got a lot to showcase during COP28 and, it, and it's such an amazing opportunity. Yeah, I would say um, I think it's an amazing opportunity to show um, the progress this country has already made in a, in a very short period of time. This is a reasonably small country and it's, uh, it's still 
since it is based on a on an oil and gas based economy but when you actually look at it in a bit more detail uh, it's quite impressive how significant the push towards a significantly more uh, sustainable uh, future in this country is thank you andy thank you renee just before we end i would like to update our listeners on a few awic milestones over the past quarter awic Faqa and Inji announced a successful financial closing of the 2.3 billion dirham Merfit 2 reverse osmosis desalination project. EWIC issued a request for proposals to qualified developers and developer consortiums for the Abu Dhabi Islands RO independent water project. The project consists of two standalone greenfield RO seawater desalination plants to be located in Sadiat Island and Hdairiyat Island. EWIC received four proposals from Aquapower, EDF Renewables, Marubini Corporation, and a consortium consisting of Jinko Power and Jira for the development of the new 1.5 gigawatt AC Al-Ajban Solar PV independent power project. EWIC invited developers and developer consortiums to submit expression of interest for the development of the new Khazna Solar PV project to be located in Al Khazna area of Abu Dhabi. The project, a greenfield solar power plant with a generation capacity of 1.5 gigawatt AC, will be similar in scale and production capacity to Al Dhafra solar PV and Al Ajban solar PV. EWIC signed a groundbreaking power purchase agreement for electricity generated from wind powered farms at Sil, Serbanyas Island, and Dalma Island. This strategic agreement will see EWIC procuring power from the UAE's largest utility-scale wind farms. Renee and Andy, thank you for joining us today and for your insight into EWIC's projects and decarbonization plans. And thank you again to all our listeners for joining us. You have been listening to the current podcast brought to you by EWIC. To keep up with our news and insights, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast through your preferred platform. I am Abdurrahman Umar Bafaraj, and it has been a pleasure. Thank you for taking part in our journey. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>